1: Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This
2: is James Loving, host of Loving That Sports Talk. we got co-host T. Jackson. Terry Jackson, you there? I'm here, love and we got a, a main buddy from Diego. Eric. I'm here. I'm here. Sunny San Diego. There you go. Sunny San Diego. <laughs> can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Go ahead. Okay. Well, we ain't gonna. Um, I'm. You know, I'm just gonna let you and Terry do what y'all do. You know, since y'all talking all that smack. You know, let's go right into it. Y'all talk about LeBron, but Terry, y'all. Am I right? Did I hear Eric say, I got to go back and check the tape, that he didn't want Miami to eat the win?
3: Am I right, sir? Well, I, I don't know if that's what Eric said, um, but I do know that you did not want Miami to eat the win. Um, you don't like that fact that LeBron has, you know, switched teams and, you know, you didn't want him to win for that fact. Uh, me and you have had long-standing conversations. And everybody that I seem to have had these conversations with refuses to call me and talk to me anymore Uh, because they're afraid of what I'm going to say about the Miami Heat. I don't understand that. And, Love, I know you're not that kind of person. You know, you want to admit when you were wrong and, you know, and get credit where credit's due, like Eric said. Am I right? <laughs> Eric? Hey, let me let me go on
4: the record to say... I did say OKC oh, was gonna sleep him. I did say that. You know me; I always say things that you know aren't true. Now, in in the heart of all hearts, we knew it was a uh, do or for LeBron. He had to do it this year because the pressure and the tension was mounting up. You know, haterism and haterate, whatever this was, at its all time high, especially from the host of this show, James Lovin. So, it's, it's a beautiful day today. It's not only sunny in San Diego, but it's just a beautiful day in Miami as well. Hey,
2: you know what? Y'all y'all getting on me about it? It's not that I didn't like LeBron. I didn't like what he did. Like we all said, and I think Terry, we talked about Michael didn't go play with Larry Virgil with no championship. Matthew didn't go play with, you know. You built your own team. That's what I'm saying. He had to go play with somebody to get his own. You know, why you can not stay in Cleveland and build that up? Five, six years, seven, and then have go. that's
3: what I was saying, guys. No, but the thing about it is, love, is that he did do that and he tried that. He spent seven years with that team, okay? And they brought in a Or uh, They brought in um, uh, what was the other shooting guard's name? I can't remember. No Williams. No uh, Williams. And then they had uh, uh, the guy that played with uh, Dallas uh, West. Delonte West, okay? Yeah. That's not going to win you a championship. You talk about, um, Magic Johnson, you talk about Michael Jordan, you talk about Larry Bird. These guys had players with them, okay? They didn't have caliber players like Barrajao and, and Mo Williams and those guys. Magic had Kareem, Magic had Byron Scott, Magic had James Worthy, okay? He had Jamal Wilkes. He had those guys, veteran players. Michael Jordan had Scottie Pippen, he had shooters. Like uh, John Paxson and Steve Kirk. they had a big guy. Um, LeBron never had that, so you, it, it's unfair to compare what he should have done with this team. When it's not his, it's, it's not his job to bring in these players, okay? And, and all kidding aside, you look at LeBron's play and the way that he stepped up, the way that he took responsibility for this team during this year in these playoffs, and you have to give him his due. Uh, he was a leader of that team. Um, he took over all the responsibilities and duties for that team, and he performed like a champion. And and he well deserved what he got this year.
2: Oh yeah,
4: I, hey, I totally agree with what CJ said. And here's the, here's to the, to the jump on his uh ride right his tail a little bit. Like he said, you look at you look at the situation the Magic walked into with with his rookie year being a Laker. Look at the squad they have. I mean, Terry named a lot of them, but he's forgetting like Bob McAdoo, Michael yeah. Thompson. They, I mean, when you go on a team like the Lakers, if the Magic was a rookie, they can go ten deep on their bench. You know, mm-hmm. you talk about the Boston Celtics with Larry Bird and all them. Let's let's look at their bench with Danny Ames, Dennis Johnson, Cedric uh, Maxwell. You know, those Kevin those McKell- were going eighties. Then let's yeah. look at let's look at a team like Houston. You know, with a King, Drexler, Ori, all that. I mean, so everybody has a problem. Oh, it's not his team. It's not his team. Let's think about this. Jordan was in the league what seven years before he won a championship. You know. Yeah. So, so everybody keeps saying it's not. It's not LeBron's team. It's Dwayne Wade's team. You know what? Get over it. It's LeBron's team.
2: Yeah. So, so if he don't win it, they don't
3: win it again next year. What does that stand? For me, it doesn't mean anything. Okay, um, it doesn't mean anything because Look, they will be there next year. Okay, they will be there for years to come. You got to understand that Oklahoma City is going to be there in the West. Um, the Lakers still may have a run or two with Kobe, but the uh, the uh, San Antonio Spurs there. They're getting older. I I don't know that they make it back. I think this was their championship run. So now you're going to have, in my opinion, you're going to have some teams like the Lakers and the Boston Celtics of old or the 76ers of old where you've got these two or three teams that are going to be there year after year for the next few years. Um, And I think Oklahoma City is going to be one of those. Um, I think Miami Heat is going to be one. But if they don't win it, what does that mean? I don't know what that means. I know that they're gonna to wanna to win it. LeBron's gonna want more than one. Um how long does he wait half? I mean, you got a whole bunch of questions to ask. Um, and you never know what's gonna happen from now until then, whether they make it back or not.
2: You know, let's let um, kinda of what uh, I wanna talk about this, what Eric has said. He thought Oklahoma was gonna I thought Oklahoma was gonna win the six game. What do you think happened to Oklahoma guys? Do you think it was Westbrook? They were blaming Westbrook, but it seems to me that Durant wasn't really into the last two games. You know, his his um I guess that's how he always is, you know, his look and like but you know, you gotta be aggressive and wanted when you see yourself down. Do you guys kinda feel that way? Eric, go ahead and answer, I'll answer.
4: Okay. Well you know what? For for me, you asked how come what happened to O K C and for me this is what happened to O K C. Outside of the outside of the big two or big three, you gotta ask yourself who stepped up? You know, you got to ask yourself, who stepped up? In the earlier series, guys were coming off the bench stepping up. As the as the series went further and further, guys stopped stepping up. So now, we're in the final. Okay, Durant's doing what he's supposed to do. Westbrook's having an up-and-down game, but, you know, when he, when he needs to ball, he's falling. Harding was MIA in the last couple of games, but... The difference in Miami and the difference in OKC in the championship, is this. Miami's bench stepped up. When you got guys coming off the bench, you know playing a viable part, that's the difference in the in the loser and the winner is what bench is going to come into play. And Miami bench, I played OKC bench. That's why they're the champion.
3: There. Um I agree with that. <coughs> I totally agree with that. I I'm a little disappointed about Magic. When he got on Westbrook and said, this is what his his role should be. And then later on in the season after the 43-point game or whatever it was, Magic backed off of that. Magic could not have been more right when he said what he said about Westbrook because Westbrook can get off anytime he wants to. He's that quick. He's that good. He needs to get the rest of his team off before he decides to get off. And Magic hit it right on the head but I think he caught a little slack behind it, and and then he kind of backed up off of it after Westbrook shows this brilliant game. But Durant wasn't getting enough shots. Durant is the go-to guy. Durant is the superstar on that team, and he should have been getting his shot. They needed James Harden. Why wasn't James Harden productive? Did Westbrook have uh, anything to do with that? I mean, we have to look back at what this team had done previously to the point to where they got there. And what were they not doing once they got there? Because James Harden was getting off. I mean, James Harden was killing. Was okay, Westbrook was hitting game-winning shots and averaging almost 30 points. So I think Westbrook had a little bit to do with it. I think there was a lot of inexperience um, with players and possibly coaches. Um, I think they had a good coach, and I think they rode as far as they could. And uh, I just don't think they made enough adjustments. But... We also got to give Miami heat credit. There's not one person on that team that can stop LeBron James. Okay? He's 6'8", James Harden couldn't guard him. He was banging him down low. That's going to take away from Westbrook's offensive game. Um, you got – or not Westbrook, uh, but but Harden's offensive game. And then you put Durant on it. Well, there's no way Durant can guard him down there. So, you know, he's getting in foul trouble. Um no, it's it's, it's bad a bad mixture out. of things yeah. that happen. I don't think it's one certain thing. I think it was inexperienced. I think Miami just outmatched them. I think Miami outmatched them. The LeBron's play. Bad to, hey, bad to say, that's the supervisor.
4: What? what? What's that? Oh, no. I'm sorry, man. I'm, you guys got to excuse me. I am I hear you. I'm uh, listening. Yeah. Well, you guys still haven't answered my point. The, the rent seemed like
2: he wasn't really in it because if, you know, you down 3-1, you want to go to the ball every time. And like he didn't want the
3: ball. Hey. I, I didn't uh, see that, though, love. I, I didn't see that. Durant's not bringing the ball down the floor. Um, and Durant is a good enough player that he's going to take what the defense gives him. If he's being beat up, he's not going to just jump over and shoot if he's not open. You know, especially when you got a, a Westbrook that can create, you got a Harden that can create. You know, they basically have three offensive players in the game at any point in time because Ibaka is not considered an offensive player and neither is Perkins okay so it's one of those three I mean there was not enough creating I don't I didn't see that he didn't want to shoot the ball or didn't want it I I, I didn't uh I didn't see that because I thought he did I just didn't think that he had uh he had enough I don't I don't think he had what it took and you got, also got to understand he was in foul trouble throughout that whole series because yeah. he had to try and guard LeBron James. The one thing, the one thing
4: we all keep overlooking is Eric Foster, the coach of Miami, was criticized as not being the coach that can get him there. Okay, he got him there twice. The other thing that we overlook Foster as being the coach is his adjustments he made. You know, from a defensive standpoint. In the early series with the Lakers, And with San Antonio, we've seen Kevin Durant running pretty much free will. Now, here it is in the Heat series where we get against some guys that are athletic. And what happened to Durant? Now, you know, those screens and all that that he was able to run around, now he has guys that are chasing him side to side. So he has to use more energy to try to create a shot. And at some point, that takes its toll. So let's give Miami credit for their defense. Now, was he looking like he wasn't in the game? No, that's not even the case. That's not the case. The case was Miami beat him up. They played some defense on him. So when you play a person defense, and it's harder for him to, to get a shot where he was normally getting those shots at ease, it kind of takes away, takes away from your game. So that's what I seen.
2: I see him being beat up. You can't say you see him being beat up because Durant, you know, and I think you got to step pitch and go to him. But I got to give you Eric Spolston, you know, I thought, you know, we say the coach is always the one to blame. You know, he lost the series. They got to fire him. But now y'all saying he's genius. He did one thing that I think that he, that I give him credit for. He brought that one guard in and never played in the series cold. And Cole was a big, big plus for
3: them. We to... Well, yeah, he was a big plus. But you got to realize that Eric Spolzer did a lot before this game, okay, before this series. And you, you have to give credit where Chris did. Nobody said he was a genius, but nobody said he was a flop in it either. You know, to begin with, it wasn't Eric Spolzer's fault that Miami didn't win the playoffs. I mean, the coaches don't play. Was um, everybody has Gary. a role and I think he did a great job in his role, you know. But they was blaming him, you know, he got all the blame. Am I right? Well they had to blame somebody. You can't blame uh the MVP and you can't blame the uh the, the other finals M V P in two thousand six and the champion. So who who's left to blame? She's gotta blame the coach. So now you and Eric giving him praise the coach,
2: yeah crazy.
3: Oh, man, hey. that's not a matter of giving him <laughs> praise, but you got to give him credit. What credit's due, love? I mean, the guy did a great job, you know? Uh, are you saying that he didn't do a great job? <laughs> let, me, let me say one thing
4: real quick. James, <laughs> Phil Jackson's retired. Get over it. He's retired. <laughs>
2: that's right.
4: <laughs> okay, get over it. Phil Jackson retired. And you know what? I'm tired of all you guys from Chicago and other places talking about how Bill Jackson's this heck of a guru. Let me think. You go to a team what has Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Tony Kukos, B.J. Armstrong, Paxton, the list goes on and on. You pick up a Dennis Rodman. How do you not win the championship? Oh, that makes me a guru. And then, you know what, let's switch to L.A. where you have Shaq and Kobe and Derek Fisher and Robert Ory and all those intangibles, and we win another series. And and now he's just he's this old all all now he's this genius. You know what? If 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 Bill Jackson won credit for me, tell him go to the Washington Bullets. Tell him That's go right. to the Charlotte Bobcats. Tell him to put together a franchise from the bottom up, win the championship with no players except for what he brings
3: in, and then I give him his just due. And Eric, all those players that you name are current or will be um, NBA Hall of Famers. So, perennial Hall of Famers, you're absolutely right, TJ. Perennial. But everybody in Chicago
4: has this little thing with, they always want to compare to Jordan. They always want to pair coaches to Phil Jackson. Guess what? (laughs) They're both retired. Get over it. Your franchise has been in the dump. You know,
2: uh, you're not going to get away with Chicago like that. (laughs) So, but I do agree with you with Phil. You don't take on a team that ain't going to where he's going to fail. You'd be stupid to do that
3: too. When well, you go out to take a team, you know you're gonna fail. No, but hey, but love, does that make him a guru? <laughs> it does, does. It,
4: does that make him the Zen master? Because he, cause he always pick up get quality players and quality teams. Yeah. You know, like, and, and we were talking about coaches because you're saying why do we why do we give Eric Foster credit? Well, look at what he did from last year to this year. Look at the adjustments he made. You know, think about it. They was a they was a shot away from losing the Boston series, a shot away. Yeah. If LeBron if LeBron don't hit the jump shot, this whole conversation is different. You know, and then they go into OKC, they lose the first one. Now you got to make adjustments. You know, and they had to fight. And if they didn't step their defense up, hey, we'll be having a different conversation right now. So you have to give the man some credit. And I'm not saying we talk about him. In, in, in the greater coaches, but you have to give this man credit. He won an NBA title. How many guys have coached in the NBA and has never won a title? How many guys have played in the NBA and never won a title? So you're saying, well, what's going to happen next year with LeBron, you know, when he's getting another championship? We can't even let this man celebrate his first championship. We already talked
3: about next season. Absolutely. It's a never-ending battle. I mean, they're going to be on this guy until the day he, he retires, you know.
4: Outside
2: of President Obama, Lebr- LeBron was the other guy that's hated in America. Yep. <laughs> okay, well, we got to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to talk about something to glove. I want to see what you got with take and You can talk about everybody keep referring to the players like George now. So we got to talk about okay. that. And I'm tired of hearing it, too. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love that first call with OOT Jackson Terry. So Jackson, yes. Larry Glover from that, San Diego. We'll be right back.
1: flagship station for sports
5: voice america sports what's the national pastime in the u.s. in the 21st century are you sure think again Three out of four Americans have made NFL football the true American pastime. It's now one of the fastest-growing sports in the world. But how do we as fans understand everything that goes on behind the scenes? Tune in to Enter the League with Eugene T. Lee Esquire as your host. Eugene was the featured NFL agent in the ESPN-acclaimed documentary The Dotted Line. And now he takes his expertise to the Voice America Sports Channel. Listen every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. Do you feel the need for speed? Whatever your addiction, NASCAR, IndyCar, NHRA, Formula One, or even lawnmower racing, Pit Pass USA is got up. Larry Henry here, host of Pit Pass USA. I put my 30-plus years of being a motorsports broadcaster to work to bring you not only the best guests, but also the most interesting guests in racing. Pit Pass USA with Larry Henry, your front row seat to the world of racing. Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Be there or get a DNF.
1: is a beauty there's a fly ball deep right field Back goes O'Neal he's a at the shot.
0: got it with 2.8 seconds left. left to left I don't care where they put him this
1: one is out of here from high school to the pros we, we, cover, everything. we cover everything let your voice be heard Voice America Sports You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to talk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is
2: Loving, host of Loving That Sports Talk. Co-host TJ, you I'm here. I've got to guess Eric. You know, Terry, I'll just let Eric talk during the break. I couldn't wait till we get back on the air. i you, know, he man. Hey, you too, Eric. You know, you kind of on the other side, I think. Everybody keeps talking about Michael. Everybody want to be like Mike. They're coming up to be like Mike, LeBron. There ain't no way. You keep talking, Eric, your Mike up. How can you stop talking about the greatest player ever? Nobody ever had that clutch shot shoe that built this game up to make people better. LeBron ain't did it. Kobe ain't never done it. So you keep talking about leave Mike alone. Mike is the greatest. Chicago. What can you say about that? Uh, listen, Eric. Let me, let me take a real quick TJ. <laughs> Eric.
4: You know, we keep talking about how great LeBron, how uh, about how great Michael is. What do you, what do you measure greatness on? If you measure it on championship, Bill Russell had the most. So, so let's stop that greatness conversation. You know. <laughs> Now, we talk about where the basketball, where the NBA was before Michael came. It was Magic and Bird. They took it to a whole nother level. As they were fading out, Jordan came into play. And you know what? He did his thing. He won his sixth ring. Did he make people better around him? Yes, he did. But Magic did the same thing, as so did Larry Bird.
2: Sir? Yes?
3: Please. Hello? I'm so here. This is t- this Terry. Here, here's, here's what I think. Now, I'm one of the biggest Michael Jordan fans you'll ever know. Um, Thank you. Do Thank I think you, he sir. was the greatest player? Absolutely, I do. So what do I measure that by? Well, you can't measure it by championships because, as Bluff said, you know, somebody has 11. Michael's got six, okay? I think <laughs> that it was his style of play that caught everybody's attention and captured everybody's intrigue uh the the high flying acrobatic moves that he used to do going to the basket uh the dunks thank you, but Barry. his competitiveness yeah he made other people better around him because he was so competitive and he demanded that from those thank guys you, um <laughs> hello did. thank you oh okay um just thank you so how do you I guess it is, is 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 what do you what do you say was he the most dominant player absolutely because he was unguardable basically Um and he won so he was a dominant player he was a great player and so therefore everybody says well he's the great player well I guess you can say that but there's going to be somebody to come along who dominates the game like Michael Jordan did maybe not in his fashion but in their own fashion but you you can't start comparing people earlier in their championship career. I mean, LeBron's got seven years, but eight years. But you can't start comparing people to Michael Jordan and his dominance, uh, especially after they've won one championship. But then you have to, how are you measuring greatness, I guess? And that's to each individual's, you know, uh, preference. Terry, ask me this. Glover brought up Bill Russell. It's like football.
2: We talk about football. The game now got fast, faster than the players, right? Back in then, there wasn't no, no, like the game was played with Michael M. Play. It was totally different. And give me, am I right, Glove? Did Bill score 100 points? Who scored 100 points? Was that Bill? It was uh, Will. Will Chamberlain. But you would mm-hmm. never see that now in, in the game because nobody letting no player score 100. So there wasn't no defense back then. You don't have players back like when you talk about Bill Russell. Michael Nahum and Bird. It was a different era. That's the best era of basketball. You know it. Like I said, it's like football. Each thing keeps changing. People get faster and bigger. So it's a whole lot different there than when you said they played back then the game of basketball. You know that. Look at the shorts they wore. (laughs)
3: Like
2: I said, for me,
4: and this is for me, I, I, I respect Jordan. I think he's one of the greatest to ever lace up some tennis shoes, some jump shoes. He's one of the greatest, but you can't for me. And my my word means less than a a grain of salt, but how can you compare or say he's the greatest when he never played against Bill Russell or Will Chamberlain, you know? He played against Magic and them when they were at the end of their career, not during,
3: when they were at the peak, you know? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, you, you have to break it down in the, in the, into eras <clears throat> in my opinion, you got to understand Well, what play there was no three point shot Um was one of the tallest players uh ever you know, uh, for that era he was unstoppable down low uh, he could rebound the ball because he could jump higher than anybody else he could take it off the rim um, you got Larry and and, uh, and and Magic to come in and They've got this passing thing going on, okay? And it's high flying, and then you got bird shooting three, and you got magic penetrating and dishing, and and, and no look passes. It's it's, it's a whole different era. It was something nobody ever seen before. Then along comes Michael Jordan, okay? He's flying through the middle, dunking on everybody. Um, He didn't have a jumper, so what did he do? He created off the dribble. And, and then you got people trying to emulate him. Then Kobe comes into the game. Then you got AI. I mean, it's different eras of, of basketball. Because, quite frankly, after AI shook, uh, AMJ, he was on his hand. He was on his tail end of, of, of being successful. So then you got this, oh man, look at this little dude. Uh, Alan Iverson coming in. You. you see what he did to Jordan? You know? So, Everything's different. You've got different eras. So it's hard to compare a Michael Jordan era to a Wilt Chamberlain era to a Magic and Bird era to a LeBron James era. I mean, you just it's too difficult to say. So what you're saying there is Eric Rohn. No, I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's got, in my opinion, it's kind of difficult to compare these players when they didn't play at the exact same time as these other players did. And that's why I get, you know, a little irritated, brother, when you say, Well, uh, LeBron had to go and change teams and he had to go and get this person and that person Because this is a different era. Nobody said anything about Kevin Garnett and uh you know Paul Pierce and um uh Ray Allen getting together. That's the first big three ever. And and then they go on to win a championship, but they're all great superstars. Is it because it's in Boston? I mean, you know, does it does it make a difference? And then LeBron goes and decides he wants to play with somebody else, and then they say, well, it's not the fact that he did it, it's the way he did it. Well, what difference does that make? Because if you didn't want to watch it, you didn't have to watch it. So you've got all these comparisons and and, and so on and so forth, and you know, like I said, as far as the eras go, I think you just can't you can't sit there and say, well, Jordan would have been as dominant in the Wilt era or the Magic Bird era. I mean, we just won't never know. You agree with
4: that? And that's all I'm trying to say. Thanks, T.J. for saying that. That's my point right there. All I'm trying to say is they're all great in their time. None of them played together. So how can we make a comparison? Or how can we say this guy is better than that guy when they never went head-to-head or their teams never played one another?
2: You, let me throw this out there for you guys, what y'all think so Kawhi Howard, soft, I think, big baby, ain't going to know when the championship. So he needs to go and play with somebody like a Kobe or a Derrick Rose win the championship or catch me. Do it by itself on a team like Orlando Houston. They
3: got to do it too. What do you guys think about that? You're talking about Dwight Howard. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll put it to you like this: Dwight Howard is kind of in a similar position as LeBron James was in when he was in Cleveland. He's such a big money making guy. Is that team going to be able to afford to get other players around him to be successful? Okay, that's the question you have to ask um when his free agency comes up, he should be able to go wherever he wants. Now whether that's to a Kobe Bryant, L.A. Lakers, or if that's a uh Dirk Nowitzki, Dallas Mavericks team, <laughs> put those two big big guys together. I mean he should be free to do whatever he wants to do. Um does that mean that he's gonna win a championship? Well he's not gonna go somewhere where he doesn't think he has a chance to. I think it's gonna up their chances. But I don't know. I mean, is, is, are the Orlando fans then going to turn against Dwight Howard for exercising his free agency and, 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 and free will to do whatever it is that he wants?
4: Hey, well, let, let me let me help you on that part, to, to what happened. With Dwight Howard, he could have opted out that contract last year, and he chose not to. So he left about $30, 40000000 million on the table by staying in Orlando. Now, is there a comparison between Dwight and LeBron in my book? No. I still think Dwight needs to develop a jump shot. He, he's been in the league almost 10 years and a man can't make a 12 foot shot. So he's seven foot whatever, seven one, seven two, and he's a big body in the middle, but he has no, he has no short jumper. So in my eyes, in my eyes, he can go wherever he want to go and he's going to still need players around him you know, to a to a certain degree like LeBron did. But we're talking about two different players. Yep. Two different players. You know, yeah, he is a moneymaker in Orlando, but and he will have a presence wherever he goes if he get out of Orlando, but in my eyes it seemed like he's afraid to fail. That's why he stays in Orlando in his comfort zone so he can make excuses saying the organization's not doing things to better that team.
2: Yeah, but and I I agree what you said on that glove because I think that's what LeBron did for the Miami because it was the Wayne thing. He didn't want to say it was always like he did Cleveland, if something went wrong, it was always on him. He was us, He was afraid to fail. I, I think what happened with LeBron, you guys might not do that, I think the same thing you just saying about with the way. No, <clears> let
4: throat> me throat> let me let me stop you. LeBron was in Cleveland what, seven, eight years? And yeah. like T J said earlier. They bought in minimal players. They bought in B players. They didn't bring in no superstar talent. They never got a... They got Shaq, what, the last year of his, when when Shaq was playing on, what, one toe or something like that? Yeah. You know, they got Shaq. Then they got, what, they had that big uh, Russian kid or they had another big center who was six points and no now, rebounds.
5: Mo yeah. Williams,
4: Delonte West, all those guys were journeyman guards. They were journeymen. So yeah. at no point did the organization do anything... Better that franchise. Why? Because they made it to the finals and they made it to the championship with LeBron. So they felt like they didn't have to spend no money. It's also a small market. That's right.
2: So they're they're not
4: going to go out there and spend all that money trying to bring big-name players in. And then the other side of the coin is this. If you're an NBA superstar, like, and and I don't think Bosch is a superstar, I think he's a good filler. If you're a guy playing in Toronto, would you rather leave Toronto and go to Miami or would you rather leave Toronto and go to Cleveland? Right. Or if you're any other superstar, would you rather go to a basketball city or to Cleveland? I mean, that's what you got to think in terms of. When LeBron went to South Beach, he looked at everything that was going on. And that was the best-case scenario for him. Because remember, at one point, they talked about him going to Chicago with Derrick Rose. Uh-huh. Now, <laughs> if if you think Dwayne Wade was, you know a killer. Just think, imagine him with Derrick Rose in Chicago and uh, Joaquin Noel.
3: Think about that squad. Yeah. Now, look, I need you to correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you're comparing the White Howard's situation to LeBron by saying that's the reason why LeBron wanted to go to Miami was because it was somebody else's team, and he didn't have to take the responsibility or shoulder the responsibility. Was that what you were saying? That's what Love was saying. Right, that's what I'm saying. I just wanted Love to clarify that for me. Yeah, that's what what I'm saying. Because even Glove said
2: that he's staying in Orlando because he won't be a failure. Am I right, Glove? No, I'm saying he knows that the team that he has in
4: Orlando won't get much better because of. And by him staying there, he can always use the excuse, Well, they never got me no talent here. They never brought in guys for me. How do you expect me to develop or how do you expect us to win when look at the guys I'm playing around? Now the situation with LeBron was different. You know? It was a totally different situation. But nobody wants that? to admit to it because he's the most hated guy in America next to
3: Obama. <laughs> well love, if that's what you were saying, I-, I have to disagree with you. And I know that's unusual for me to do, but <laughs> Because you can't explain what LeBron did this year and throughout this year. Um, I don't think that was his intention. You know, a lot of people are saying LeBron should have taken that shot to win that game uh, instead of passing the ball off to Adonis Haslam. When Adonis Haslam was right at the free throw line, extended, and he made that shot a 100 times. And LeBron had two guys on him. And he made the smart and the correct basketball play to pass that ball. Those kinds of things do not determine whether somebody wants to be a winner or whether they want to be a loser, okay, or whether they don't want the responsibility. And and we've been over this before. Would Michael Jordan have probably taken that shot? Absolutely. But was that the smartest shot to take? Because if he misses it, no, it was a poor decision. He should have passed the ball. Okay? I don't think that LeBron went to Miami not to shoulder the responsibility. I think he went there to win a championship, to have somebody alongside him to play with. And that's going to that's be what Dwight Howard needs. Dwight Howard's going to need people around him to make him better. Dwight has a long ways to go. He has to get better as well. Just like Glove said, he's got to develop a jump shot. Okay, he's got to be able to, 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 to play a little bit better off the dribble. Um, but he needs people around him to be successful, and they all do, because this is a one-man show. One man ain't going to win you no championship. Michael Jordan couldn't do it by himself. Kareem couldn't do it by himself. Magic, Bird, and it goes on down the line. You need that supporting cast. That's what LeBron didn't have, and that's what um, um, uh, he doesn't have in Orlando right now, power. You know what, Terry? I want
2: you to reiterate on that again because I have something like you say you disagree. And I disagree with what you said because what we do, we got like three minutes for break. I'm going to talk to them. we we'll go to break. Then I want you to come back and answer it. Okay. I think LeBron went there because uh, you might, you, you guys, to come wrong, but he knows another superstar there. That's why he kept spending 15. So the pressure wouldn't be on him at the end of the game if he didn't make that shot. He did, I mean, he did miss it. He didn't make the shot. He did miss it. It was somebody else that could take that pressure off him. That's what I think. Well, we know, for one, they went there for a championship. but I think like, if you seen him Cleveland that year, that he had left, that last game played, you know, he, 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 often he gave up. But then, the last shot that everybody, like you said, that he didn't take, uh, uh, Dwayne Wade from Michael Woods took that shot. You know? So, so I just want to take a break. I want you to after that, there because, you know, and you too close, Cause I think LeBron didn't want all that pressure in the game, and it's like, oh, he didn't, you know, or, he passed the ball. Or, Look what Kobe did. Not Kobe, but Melo um, Peace. They wanted to pass the ball into um, Kobe. He passed it to Blake and the corner, Blake missed. Good choice.
3: Am I right, guys? <laughs> I, I don't think so. I'll wait till, uh, till the break to answer that because that's going to okay. take more than okay. uh, well, right or wrong answers.
2: <laughs> right, we'll go take a
3: break, then we'll get back to do a check. You know, I agree, so hey,
2: that's what's left. we be right back We'll and That sport.
1: Your Internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports.
0: 7 p.m. Eastern to the Voice America Sports Channel. Voice America Sports. Sports have become a big part of everyone's lives today. We all have that team that we live and breathe to follow. We watch hours of football on TV, play Madden Sports on our gaming system, and our wives can't seem to tear us from the couch. If this sounds like you, or if you're a football wife who wants a few words... We want to hear from you. Listen for Life, Love, and Sports featuring your host, Ron Dixon. Ron takes you inside the world of sports and finds out what you, the fan, are talking about today. Listen Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Sports.
1: Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. (laughs) I'm going to go.
2: James, I'm still here, James. You want to go ahead and and answer that question for us? I want to hear what he has to say on that one.
4: Okay, so what you're asking or what you were saying was that LeBron went to Miami because he wanted to try to take some of the pressure off of himself by playing another superstar because he couldn't get it done in Cleveland by himself. Is that kind of what you're asking? Right. Okay, and and my statement to this is this right here. In the seven-year time frame that he was there, the organization did nothing to better that situation. Seeing that you're a Chicago guy, let's make a comparison with Jordan, his first seven, eight years when he didn't win a championship. Yeah, he stayed, but why did he stay? Because they brought players to surround him to make him better as well as to make the, the team better. LeBron never got that option or opportunity. So what did he do at the end of his seven years? He went to Miami to play with another superstar. you think it's because he was afraid to fail by himself. I think it was, why should I work hard when I can have somebody else side by side and we can work together, something he never had the early seven years in his career. Now, we go back and do the comparison of you saying he's afraid to take the last shot, and he didn't want to take the shot afraid, to, afraid to, that he'll fail. In, in game six of one of the championships where the Bulls won, did Jordan not pass the ball to Paxton? And Paxton yeah, hit the yeah. game-winning shot? So it's okay for Jordan to do it to Paxton, but LeBron can't go play with
2: Dwayne Wade in Miami
4: to win the championship. You know,
2: I got another question for you, Glover. I got to answer this. I got a question that was fit to me that i like for us to answer. I want you to go first. Here's the question. What makes a player great? Their talent, their reputation, or both? For instance, Jordan has both a good rep and talent. Holy Bryant deals robbing him. And a bad off the court. And you, want, you want to start with that glove?
4: You said what makes LeBron great or what makes a player great? Right. Okay, well, what makes a player great is what he does to players around him. To a certain degree, if he could bring out the best in other guys, let's look at game. Let's look at this last game, Miami against OKC. What did other guys LeBron? What did other guys on Miami do? You got guys Cole coming off the bench hitting jump shots. You have Mike Miller hitting seven three pointers. You have you know Bosh scoring baskets. You have everybody coming together collectively scoring points. So what does that do for LeBron? It makes LeBron's job easier. You talk about the struggles and how Kevin Durant looked. Kevin Durant was giving you all he had, but it wasn't enough because he wasn't getting any help from anybody else. So in that game and in this series, LeBron made his guys a lot better.
2: So in my opinion,
4: he played to his greatness.
2: I think the question went to, like, if they have a bad rep off the court or something, does that still make them great or make them less great? You know what I'm saying? Because... You know, you had Kobe. You know that he had it with that woman. You got Dennis Rodman. He act crazy when they. Are they still great players? until they do bad things? And their reputation messed up. Well, you know what?
4: Here, here's the bottom line on that right here. These guys are human, and they are young men, and they are at some point or another. Sometimes they put themselves in, in bad situations or, or negative situations. But should that take away from what they do on the court? In my eyes, no. They just need to be better citizens in my eyes. I don't think because, and I'm not condoning what they do as well. I don't think that because somebody has a little negative blemish, as long as it's not a repeat offender and they keep being repetitive, I don't think that's to take away from what they do on the court or on the field. Because we love them for what they do on the court or the field. Now, if they was a the regular Joe Smol or somebody just working a normal job, but well, we even care? You know what I'm saying? Would we even care what they did? No, we wouldn't. But because of who they are, they're judged at a higher level.
2: You think that mess their reputation up when they do something off the court bad level well or to own the court? Doesn't mess up their reputation. I think it
4: messes up their public image. Their public oh. persona's messed up. But I don't think, you know what? At At some point... Who
2: cares? I'm, I'm glad he said that because everybody got mad at me when I was talking about, everybody said, oh, Tiger Woods, all sorry, woman. Who cares? Y'all watch him play golf. You don't care about what, you know what I'm saying? See, my thing with, my thing with Tiger
4: Woods was this, and I had this argument over and over and over again with people, and, and I'm going to be nice today. I'm not going to be the normal Eric or the normal person I am. I'm going to be nice. It's like this. This man has a billion dollars. He's young. He's good-looking. Women are attracted to him. Now, if he knew he was going to do what he did, he shouldn't have got married. That's the bottom line on that question. Now, okay, he did it. His wife got paid. She said she was a model. I've never seen a photograph of her. I've never seen her on a runway. I've never seen her modeling anything. But they say she was a model. So guess what? She came up. If Tiger had to pay her $100 million, I don't care if she's not Elle McPherson She's none of those top models. She would have never made that money in her life. So she came up. She got paid. She got a couple kids by Tiger. I don't think no less of Tiger. I just think Tiger should have had a good friend that would have, you know, took some of
2: the some of the fire from her. God, I want to go there with you on this show. but don't know that time, I don't know about Tiger. That's like Michael Jordan laughing. I was laughing. I didn't work that much. The well. they came up. Am I right? You right, try.
4: you're right, you're right. You're you're hundred percent right.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so, what do we tell you? so why don't that wanna on better, all right. right?
4: Yeah, sometimes, you know, the performance and all is better, man, but you know what? See, we want these guys to be a certain way. You know, we want these guys to be model A citizens and things like that. And the sad part about it or the crazy part about it is 'Cause we're not model citizens.
2: <laughs> you know, you look at all these these because we are going to go, these guys gotta pay this fifty thousand dollars a month tough. Isn't that crazy?
4: Well you know what? I mean it's like this. And, and 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 for and for and for all that's said and done, I think the kids and the ex is entitled to. Some of it I think is a little steep, but they should be entitled to now. Do I think you know Tiger Woods' wife is worth a hundred million dollars? No, I don't. I really don't. But if she can get it, hey, more power to her. Do I think some of these uh, support payments and all that are are outrageous? Of course. But hey, if you're a woman and you can get it, hey, kudos to you. You know what I'm saying? If 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 the courts allow them to have it and get it, more power to them. You know. So
2: that's the way the world is. $50,000. Golden Nuggets,
4: you know? Hey, you know what? It's the world we live I need, in. Man. I need the mean Eric.
2: Where's the real
4: Eric? No, the real, the real Eric. I'm being real. I'm just being honest. I mean, you know what? These guys have to understand that you know what they do will affect their wallets. And guess what? These women aren't dumb. These women aren't dumb. If 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 they can come up by sleeping with somebody, they're coming up by sleeping with them. I mean, that's why they put themselves in them situations. They put themselves in them situations knowing the type of guys that they're marrying, and I'm not saying they're hoping that they do something wrong, but they know at some point the temptation out there is going to get great. That's why there's some guys, there's guys out there who have clauses and who have contracts where they get to go out once a month or once every six months or every so often, they get to go out and have a good time. You know, I mean, let's think about it. Why do you got to buy your wife a $4 million ring because you wouldn't slept with somebody when she barely graduated high school? And right. she wasn't going to college. You know what I'm saying? You would think that she would just be understandable and respectful to the fact that you put her in a $22 million
2: house. You know? So it's unfair. Well, we'll, we'll talk about more next year. I want to talk about, you know, you brought up a good thing today. I can Oh, they're sitting all over T V the college playoff period. What's the problem with that? What they say they wanted the four top four seeds, you know, one through four teams to a playoff. Then it was a four top conference fourteen. Why do they get all that in a smaller school, school like San Jose or Garris Gar- Gar- State University is not getting you know, that's not right. fair. good. Well well see here here's here's my here's my problem. Is yeah, they're
4: saying four for twelve years but then at some point they may have to change it. They may go to 8, it may go to 12, it may go to 16. Okay, what four teams qualify? How do we know who can qualify? You know what I'm saying? Because they're saying conference champions playing this and playing that. You know, So who do we know and, how, and what's the qualification? But here's my problem with the whole thing. For the last 10 years, they've been talking about how these kids in college should get paid, and they keep sweeping it under the carpet. Now, last year, they talked about the, the the college bowl committee talked about, you know, we need to have a bowl playoff. We need to do this. We need to do that, which they were talking about last year. Now, isn't it amazing how come before the start of this college season, we've already voted on having a college playoff, but for the last 10 years, they've been talking about playing college players, and they're not talking about that. So the NCAA continues to get richer and the college kids still play and still stay
2: poor. That's what I didn't say. People are going to – what it means is they get more money. Am I right, Love? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, so
4: they have to – look at Look, at, they can't come up with the, uh, bowl, the bowl games until they do a different TV contract. So now we're going to extend the season, play more games, put these kids more at risk, and jeopardize their careers more – you know, so the n c a a gets more money, and guess what the college kids are still left in the dark so here's my question to you, James: Is it about being a student or is it about being an athlete because if it's about being an athlete, then we need to throw that student stuff out and stop making these guys
2: go to go to college and just make college football farm system well as as an athlete love, they're looking at it as being an athlete but if you look at everybody else like a coach, perspective, they'll say it's about being a student because we paying for you to get an education. That's BS. You know, you know, am I right? you paying for me to be on the field, but you're saying you paying for me to get an education. Yeah, That's well, yeah, you're right. supposed
4: to be getting an education. That's why the first word in the conversation is student. It's considered right. student athletic. It's not considered athletic student. It's considered student athletic. Mm-hmm. And people keep getting it mixed up. These kids are supposed to be going to get an education, bettering themselves. But these universities are all about the
2: money that these athletic programs are bringing in. You know, brother, we gotta close, but um, I'm gonna do a little more research and then next week, gotta have you on. I know you'll we'll be on. But I wanna do a little more research on it and then we talk about a little, a little bit more of this because it is ridiculous. Like when I see your point is like they're making all this money off the athletes as students, athletes, let's say it right. And the student, the student, you know, the table the athlete getting up. Yep. So this is James Love, I'm saying, well, Eric Glover, saying Eric, San Diego. Eric is at the fair. At the fair, right? Not a problem. San Diego, yeah. San Diego yeah. County Fair. And we'll be next. We'll be back next week, and we'll talk about this college playoff series.